morning, Journey. Good to see you all. My name's Chris. Glad to be together today. Uh, good day to come together, sing, pray, dive into the scriptures, learn people's names, remember people's names, all kinds of fun stuff is happening here today. Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad to be here and, and just... Sometimes I take that for granted, so uh, I hope you don't take it for granted this morning, just what it means to come together as a, as a family of God and uh, see what God has for us. We're currently in a series that we're calling Upside Down, and, and the idea behind the series is that we're making our way through what is called the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5, 6, and 7 are these chapters where Jesus gives this, this big sermon, if you will, and he says all of these things that essentially as, as they come out as a whole and they land on us as kingdom of God people, man, it sure seems like he's taking everything and flipping it upside down. Everything you thought was going to happen, everything you would assume would be the way things are, he says it's actually another way, and he flips it upside down. And so today, Jesus is going to teach us to pray and he's gonna teach us to forgive. Sounds like a, a full day to me. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this prayer that Jesus uh, teaches his disciples. You might know it as the Lord's Prayer. It's a, it's a common prayer. Many of you maybe even memorized it. And then I'm gonna pray or continue praying, I guess, after you read a prayer, you're still praying. And, and then we'll dive into uh, our time navigating the scriptures. Does that sound good? Okay, I, I know how that goes. There's a couple people that think that sounds good. Here's what Jesus says. He says, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Let's keep praying. God, we thank you for the gift of coming together. We know you are already here and you are already present with us. And we know that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you long to teach us. And so we invite you to do that. We welcome you here. God, I pray that in our time together this morning, we would learn the ways of forgiveness, that we would receive your forgiveness, that we would extend forgiveness and that we would become the people that you long for us to be, not just as individuals, but as a family of God as well. And so God, if there's something that might keep us from receiving that message this morning, would you help us just lay that before you, open up our lives, open up our minds. And God, I pray that you would give me your words to speak this morning, that I wouldn't say anything that's not for you or from you, God, so that everything that we do here in our time together would honor you, would make much of you, would make you known so that we might grow in intimacy with you and with one another and so that the world might know who you are. We love you, in your name we pray, amen. So I woke up Saturday morning, that was yesterday, and a wave of anxiety came over me. And then throughout the day that, that kept stirring in me and then last night and then this morning, it still existed. And, and anxiety isn't necessarily something that's common for me. And so what, what was happening is I was, I was feeling this in, intense desire to not show up here. Yeah, I, I didn't wanna be here. 
And I didn't know what to do with that. Uh, I was probably afraid or I am still afraid or currently working through my fear, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't wanna be here though. And, and so a couple weeks ago, uh, I preached a, a message that was, was challenging about loving our enemies and then uh, Bob carried on that, that message. And so then we got to this point today and a lot's happened in the last two weeks uh, around that. But, but I, felt, I felt like I didn't wanna be here and I didn't know what to do with that. Um, and so I just, I kind of kept laying that before God and, and I was just reminded again and again that I need to be here, not because I've got something to say, but because we need each other. Like we, we have to come together again and again. And sometimes the most spiritual thing we can do is show up. And sometimes that's true of the one they give a microphone to, to preach a sermon. And so I, I'm here because I know we need each other and I know we've got to keep showing up. And I think that's the way of the kingdom of God to keep showing up and keep being together and keep hearing from one another. And Jesus is gonna to speak to us a bit about that today as he teaches us to pray and he teaches us to forgive. And so it wasn't lost on me that the very thing that I was coming to speak about today was the very thing that God was saying to me as well. And so I'll kind of let you in on that a little bit. It's probably not your typical sermon that I might give in that regard. If you're super interested in one who would exegete the Lord's Prayer, I did that last year at this very time, actually. So you can go and listen to that message from our, our series last fall and, and check that out. This is more of a personal reflection on uh, the Lord's prayer and forgiveness. So what I want to do in the midst of all of that uh, is, is I want to read again this prayer and then these two verses that Jesus adds at the, at the end of the Lord's prayer is a bit of commentary on it. Uh, here, here's what he says. Again, he says, pray like this. Like here's, here's what you need to do. He says, our father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. And then he adds these two sentences. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. Whoa. To me, that was more intense than I even anticipated it being when I got to it. If you don't forgive others, God won't forgive you, what? That just seems so upside down. So here's what I've been wrestling with with all of this. There's something about forgiveness that is at the core of what Jesus is teaching his disciples. And there's something about forgiveness that is at the core of the people he wants us to be. And yet he starts this thing with a prayer. And so at first we, we start this prayer and we say two words. So let's look at those two words first. What does he say? He says, pray like this, our father. And as I kept thinking about the power of simply starting with those two words, I was struck by what Jesus is actually inviting us to do. He's inviting us to pray our Father. That means that we are joining Jesus 
and praying. Our father, as in Jesus's father and my father and your father. And so the moment that we start praying like Jesus instructs us to pray, we've united ourselves with Jesus himself and every other follower of Jesus the world over and for centuries and centuries and centuries before every time someone's prayed such a thing. Which if anything, that should just be shocking realization that again, this is not a individualized prayer. Jesus isn't just saying, you know, my father in heaven, may your name be kept. Well, he says our father, he's already uniting all of God's people. He's saying we all need each other and you're actually joining me in praying this way. And then he emphasizes another word throughout the rest of this prayer. And I, I titled this section, This Is Us, which is apparently a TV show that I have not seen, but is incredibly emotional, I hear. And, and so it seems that everything that I've been encountering in this prayer is also that way. So the us component, Jesus says, give us our daily bread. Forgive us as we forgive those who sin against us. Don't let us yield to temptation. Rescue us from the evil one. And as I kept hitting that word, as I was praying this and looking it over and over again, I was caught first by how often I'm so prone to just pray this as my own prayer. And I don't mean to, but where it says us, I say me. I just mean me. And I forget that it includes us. And that there's something always that Jesus is doing that is not just for the individual salvation of one person, but for the communal salvation of all people. He's always bringing all of his people together. And you can't pray an us prayer without someone else. So who are those someone else's? It's us, the people of God, the family of God, the church. And so as I was thinking about the us and forgiveness and everything that's transpired in the last two weeks in my life, I found myself sleeping in the back of my car in the middle of Nevada, which is how all great stories start. <laughs> this was two days or three days after a sermon two weeks ago in which I wore a controversial shirt that created uh, some challenging conversations for, for many of us, myself included. And not bad, but, but hard. And I was laying in bed in the back of my car. So my wife and I were camping. We got a setup in the back of our forerunner that we sleep in. And we were just on a road trip on vacation together. And we were in the middle of nowhere, Nevada. It was really beautiful there, actually. And and at 3.53 in the morning, I just bolted upright out of bed or whatever the bed is in the back of our car. It's 3.53 because I knew I had to write it down and the time stamp on my note says it was 3.53. And it, and, it, and it was like, this is immediately what God was saying to me. And as I've held it for those last 10 days or so, I think it's something that God wants for all of us to hear. And here, here's what he said to me, however it is that we try to discern what God's saying to us. He says, the lie the enemy is always trying to implant is that we can't disagree and still be the family of God. 
And, and, and I, was, I was shaken by that myself because there was something that was happening in me and in which I was starting to push away my community of people, the people I knew I wanted to do life with and be connected to. And so I started to think about these ideas of forgiveness and us and our father and how we have this tendency, or maybe I have this tendency, but then you'll be like, yeah, we do too. So anyway, I'll just speak for myself, right? But, but I have this tendency to, to paint people by directions, right? We, we call some right and we call some left. I think they mean something else when we say them sometimes besides directions, right? But what happens is the moment that we begin to do that in the family of God, we've made that our initial marker for identity as opposed to brother in Christ and sister in Christ and starting in that place. Because we can still be family of God and disagree about what might be a right or left thing. That's just true. But sometimes what happens is we make that the first place we start. And it's, and, it, and it's what's hard about living in our world in 2018. I get that because now we got to put everything through this lens of Jesus. But I can't shake that Jesus is calling all of us into ongoing continual community. And what wrecked that for me is when I chose to not participate in the kingdom of reconciliation. This is what the apostle Paul says. Paul, you may have heard of Paul. He wrote a bunch of letters in the New Testament. He was always writing to churches who were always uh, grumpy with one another. And so what he said back then relates to us today. He was writing to this church in Corinth. And, and our world today has a lot of Corinth principles to it. So here's what he was saying to these people in Corinth when he was telling them that, that reconciliation is at the core of who they are. He says, first this, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life has gone, a new life has begun. He starts this whole thing in the same way that Jesus is starting it. This is centered on who Jesus is and what he does and how he acts. And any one of us who belong to him, we're brand new. He says the old life has gone and the new life has begun. Now we have a new way in which to identify those that we're in life with. A new thing has happened. And all of this is a gift from God, he says, who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. We need it. We need to be reconciled with one another so that we might all be reconciled with God. We can't get in the way of letting that be true. So we are then Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Come back to the family of God. Come back to one another where we pray, our Father, for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sins so that we could be made right with God through Christ. We need to hear how connected our forgiveness and God's forgiveness are so that we might actually hold on to the importance of being people who forgive. There's something so foundational to the love of Jesus that we find in forgiving 
right? Because it's not too many verses before this that we get to like the crux of the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus says to love your enemy. And we're like, well, that sounds impossible. And he's like, it is unless you're forgiving one another constantly because you've been forgiven by me. You have to live into the cycle of ongoing forgiveness. And he wants his disciples desperately to understand that those who genuinely love others forgive. That's why he adds those two sentences on the end of the commentary of the Lord's prayer. When you forgive, you're doing the work of God. And when you don't, it's because you haven't received the forgiveness God's offering you. You can't be unforgiving and a person of the kingdom of God. He says those things don't go together. And it seems so obvious, I guess, on some level too. But as I wrestled with that, I was like, why, why am I harboring unforgiveness? Why am I holding on to that? And in just the other day, I was listening to this song by a guy named Trevor Hall. He has this song called Bowl of Light, which is a really cool title for a song, right? And it, it got me thinking about, first of all, just what Jesus says at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount when he says that you are the light of the world. You're to be a city on the hill. You're supposed to shine in such a way that everyone will see you shining, not so that you will be recognized, but so that God will be recognized, so that God will be worshiped. And so this song, there's this line that he just sings over and over again in the chorus. He says, don't you carry stones in your bowl of light? And I was so struck by that. And that's why I was afraid to come here today. Not because you had stones in your bowl of light and you might throw them at me, but because I had stones in mine. I was letting those stones cover up the light, not so that I would be seen, but so that God would be seen. And as I just kept thinking about not carrying stones, my bowl of light, I thought, well, maybe that would resonate with somebody else too. And how do we move from that? We forgive and we keep forgiving. Scott McKnight distills forgiveness down to, to like these five principles, right? This starts that God has graciously forgiven us. We have to receive that first of all, that God has graciously forgiven us. Therefore, we are to forgive others to extend God's grace. And if we don't forgive others, we show we're not forgiven, which I guess Jesus is super serious about this then because he says, forgiven people, forgive others. And then there's like this caveat that Scott McKnight throws on the end. He's like, but that doesn't mean our forgiveness earns God's forgiveness. That's still a gift, freely given. You have to receive it. And this is why we need one another. Our greatest challenge as Journey Church is that there's a lot of us here, which is an interesting challenge, right? Because I don't know if you know this, but there was a gathering right before this where there were a lot of people here and there'll be a gathering right after this where there's a lot of people there. And we all sit together in this space and then many of us go away without other people in our lives. We don't have community in which to continually be forgiving one another. 
And that's what I was so challenged by over the last couple of weeks is the reality is I need to keep sitting down with people and having conversations and eating together and praying together and talking to one another. We all need that so that we can instead focus on being brothers and sisters in Christ, the family of God, and not identifying ourselves by something that we see somebody doing or saying somewhere else. We actually are sharing life together and thus creates the cycle of continual forgiveness. You're faced with it. It's your posture of living. It's not like you gotta keep hurting people so that you can forgive them, right? It's, it's that, that you have this state of being that is open to forgiveness all the time because you can't help but live out of the forgiveness God has granted you. So my hope and my prayer for us is that we wouldn't just sit in this place on Sundays side by side. That's why Mark's like, hey, remember somebody's name. Stand up is why he talks on and on and on and on and on about his students and his leaders is because they live that face to face. We have to live that face to face, you guys. That is the kingdom that Jesus is telling us all about. We need each other. So as we finish our time this morning, I wanna give you space to just wrestle with all of those layers. Maybe you need to receive God's forgiveness today. Maybe this is the one time ever or a week where you actually make space to forgive other people. Maybe that's why we're here this morning is just so you're gonna be a, we're gonna be a bunch of people forgiving people. I'm super down with that too if that's all that comes out of this. Or maybe you need to pray about who you need to go to and ask forgiveness, share something with, be with someone. Who are you gonna join in this life? So spend that time with the Lord now. I wanna give you space to do that. Give him the last word and then uh, lead us into communion after that. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. God, I pray that we would be kingdom people who forgive and forgive and forgive. I pray that we would continually posture ourselves towards one another in love, a love that is founded and shown by you through your son, Jesus, who offers us this gift of forgiveness. I pray that we would receive your forgiveness. Forgive us. God, for identifying anyone in our family as other than brother or sister in Christ. And join us together. God, I pray that if there's anybody here who does not have this kind of community, that you would gift them that community. I pray that they would boldly go and look for that community and then receive the gift when they find it. I pray that we would be a people of God in our community who continually spend time 
with one another, making space for love and forgiveness so that we might shine like a city on a hill. And as we do that, Lord, that everyone would see you and that you would continue your transformative work in our own church and then in all of the places that every single one of us inhabit throughout the week. God, we invite you to move in and through us for your glory always. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope this time has allowed you to dig out more of who God has made you to be. If you made some kind of spiritual decision today and are interested in what's next, we'd love to connect with you. For more information or to get in touch, please visit journeyweb.net. If you're interested in supporting our ministry, you can give online at journeyweb.net slash give. Thanks.